From the Jennifer and Ted Stanley Studios in Boston, this is Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. To help keep his promise to tackle climate change in his second term, President Obama has nominated three key cabinet officers. The president wants EPA Air Chief Regina McCarthy to lead the agency, and former Energy Department Undersecretary and MIT physicist Ernest Moniz to be Secretary of Energy. An avid hiker and former petroleum engineer has been tapped to be the Secretary of the Interior. She's Sally Jewell, who is now CEO of REI and the Vice Chair of the National Parks Conservation Association. For some insight, here's Mindy Luber, a former regional EPA administrator and president of Ceres, and Adam Colton, director of advocacy at the National Wildlife Federation. Welcome to Living on Earth. Steve, it's always nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Mindy, let me start with you. You worked with Gina McCarthy uh, when she was an environmental advisor to Massachusetts uh, governors, including uh, Mitt Romney. How do you think she's going to do as head of the EPA? You know, I worked with Gina McCarthy when she worked as a regulator in Massachusetts, when she worked for a Republican governor, when she worked for a Republican governor in Connecticut, and when she worked for a Democratic president uh, of the United States. And the reason I mention those partisan titles, not because I think we should be concerned about them, is because it speaks to Gina's strength. She can work with anyone, Republicans and Democrats, business people and advocates. She is fair. She is smart. She is focused, and she wants to get the job done. And she knows how to play the games that seem to be played in Washington. I could think of no better person uh, for President Obama to be nominating. Adam Colton? Oh, we certainly agree. I mean, this is, uh, this is a very strong pick. And I think together with some of the other nominations, including Senator Kerry at state, this shows the president's commitment to tackling the climate crisis and continuing the work the foundation laid in the first term. Certainly somebody who has a proven track record of actually tackling climate change, you know, with the historic agreement on fuel economy standards that she played an enormous role in helping broker with industry support, with union support, with environmental support. So this is someone who uh, is absolutely qualified, and uh, we look forward to her leadership at EPA. How tough is she? I mean, the EPA is right in the sights of the uh, Republican majority of the House. Industry is very concerned about any kind of climate regulation. She'll be writing the regulations that would presumably rein in existing power plants, a point of great contention. How is she going to be able to handle that pressure? You know, she is tough to answer your question, but at the same time, she's fair. Let's look at an example. Gina McCarthy was responsible, of course, with the president of the United States behind her in taking our fuel economy standards from 27 miles per gallon to 54. That's terrific, and all parties stood by it. The key magic there was, and of course there's no magic, but the strength of Gina McCarthy was finding an outcome that got the job done, took an enormous amount of emissions out of the air, and did so in a way that was good for the economy because we're finding that the U.S.-based auto companies profit more from strong fuel economy standards. And it was a proposal that industry, environmentalists, and the labor community liked. How do you get better? I think she could do that with present and future utility facilities. Adam, how do you think her confirmation process will go there? Well, I'm, we're hopeful. You know, you're not going to find a, a more experienced, more fair-minded person to head the agency. And obviously, um, the president, usually there's, there's some acknowledgement that the president gets to, to put his team on the field. So, um, you know, the fact that she's 
determined to, with the president to address the climate crisis shouldn't be a reason for people to oppose her. But nevertheless, obviously, uh, with controversy around the EPA, we're certain there'll be those that will oppose her in Congress. And it's important that everybody that cares about conservation and the environment make sure to make their voices heard in that process and uh, lend their support. Briefly, the biggest challenge for uh, Gina McCarthy in this uh, second term of President Obama? Well, I think Adam just said it. There are all eyes on the Environmental Protection Agency. So there may very well be anger and protestation having nothing to do with Gina and much more to do with the agency. But let's just quickly understand the EPA, while some seem to be gunning for it, it is the very agency that delivers clean air and clean water to all of our families. And it ought not to be a right-wing, left-wing, right-coast, left-coast, Republican, Democrat. We have got to turn that conversation around. The EPA is about making my kids safe and your kids safe. Uh, and I think that's what every single one of us want. And Gina is the right person to make sure the EPA does that and does it well. To move on to one of the other picks, uh, Adam, what do you think about the nomination of Sally Jewell as Secretary of the Interior? Yeah, well, I mean, this is uh, this is a, a tremendous pick because you know we've obviously our public lands are not just um, there's a lot of attention oftentimes in the fact that uh, there's oil and gas drilling and mining and logging and other activities on our public lands, but they're also just cherished by millions of Americans for hunting and fishing and hiking and biking and kayaking and all those outdoor experiences. And that's not just important to our health and recreation as Americans, but it's a huge business. I mean, this is a $646 billion industry fueled uh, in terms of economic activity, $49 billion in tax revenue generated. So, you know, a pick like someone who has headed REI and understands that linkage to our economy from protecting our natural resources is is a very innovative and exciting pick. Not to mention somebody who can hike probably longer than two of us <laughs> put together, right? And climb and do a lot <laughs> of other things, absolutely. Certainly better than me. <laughs> but consider this. I, before she was president of Recreational Equipment International, REI, she worked for Mobile Oil. And, of course, a big role of the Interior Department is to regulate uh, oil and gas drilling. How do you think Sally Jewell is going to handle that? I think her experience in the private sector, both at Mobile as well as running a major company and building it and making it profitable and delivering jobs, is exactly what's going to make her effective in this role. She knows how to build things. She understands multidisciplinary issues. She understands how to bring people together. I think it is terrific that she worked at Mobile. I may not choose to work there, but she understands the needs of the industry. And she's also proven to understand the needs of wilderness and what all of us want from the beautiful open space that we love to take advantage of. Okay, she cares about the outdoors. She's worked in oil. The logic says that it's awfully difficult to do oil responsibly in the high Arctic. Shell Oil just retreated from there. How do you think Sally Jewell is going to approach regulating uh, Shell and the other companies who want to drill in the Arctic? Adam? Well, I mean, uh, let's just acknowledge that uh, Shell has pulled back from any plans to pursue drilling this summer, which makes sense since they've had, you know, some, some significant difficulties. And I think that, you know, we're hopeful that Sally Jewell and the president will recognize that drilling in the um, Arctic uh, Outer Continental Shelf is uh, a risk that, that ought not to be taken. And that's not the direction that the administration's been going thus far. 
but it's it's absolutely the wrong course. There's too much at risk, as we learned with the BP Deepwater Horizon oil spill. We have we have yet to really make all the corrections and, and reforms we need to ensure that spills like that don't happen again. But we've not come even close to figuring out how to deal with an oil spill in the extreme weather conditions of the Arctic. You know, we're confident that she'll take the time. She'll have to get under the hood of this issue and really understand it. And again, with her background in the industry, she should understand that the industry itself doesn't have uh, the proper solutions to contain or clean up a spill. We don't have any Coast Guard facilities in the high Arctic. So we're hopeful with the new Secretary of Interior, we can make, uh, make the case anew. Let's talk about Ernest Moniz. He's MIT professor who's been nominated now to be Secretary of Energy. Uh, Mindy Luber, what about uh, Professor Moniz? A number of environmental groups are concerned about his support for nuclear power. So let me first say I have got something on my colleague, Adam Colton, who's on the other end of the line. And that is, Adam, we have now have two out of three of these who are from Massachusetts, my hometown, or at least <laughs> my hometown. So it says something. But But moving on from where they hail from. I think Ernie Muniz, above all else, understands that climate change is the problem of our time that we must deal with and we must mitigate now sooner rather than later. And I think everything else he considers falls under that umbrella. Now, we, of course, share that. We have got to address climate change. Department of Energy has a very clear role in doing it, as does EPA, frankly, as does Interior. So I think Ernie Muniz frames everything within we've got to mitigate the problem of climate change. And then you work down from there. He's a strong supporter, an avid supporter of energy efficiency, of solar energy, and of wind energy. He does believe that natural gas should be a bridge fuel, and it may very well be the reality we're facing, but I don't think he believes we should have natural gas without dealing with the environmental problems of contamination from fracking or emissions from flaring. I think he knows those things have to be regulated. As it relates to nuclear power, where you started this question, he does believe in nuclear power, I a bit less so, but I don't think he believes in nuclear power at all costs. I think he believes in starting with renewables and efficiency, and that's where it has to begin. What does it say that uh, two out of three of these nominees have been um, in a number two or number three position in the agencies that they're now, or departments that they're now taking over? Mindy? Well, there are some who might say it shows that in the second term of an administration, the real heavy hitters aren't taking these jobs. Uh, I couldn't disagree with that more. Knowing how to make progress and getting things done in Washington takes some experience in Washington. That's not to say I'd like to see people who have lived their life there and had their careers entirely Washington-based, and Ernie Muniz had both Washington experience and academic experience, Gina McCarthy, much experience at the state and even the local level. But you need people who could hit the ground running, who you could give a problem, who understand how to move a massive agency. EPA is 18,000 people. How do you bring people together? How do you make something happen? And I think there's actually nobody better to do that than people who have been in that number two or number three role and who have had to produce in the past. It takes a long time for a new person in Washington to figure out the rules of the game. And when it comes to climate change, we don't have any time to waste. So, Adam, what do you what do you think here? What kind of team do these appointments add up to? How equipped do you think that the president is going to be to take on climate change and the other environmental issues during his second term with these folks uh, leading his green team? Well, we're optimistic because there's a lot of work to do. And the president has said some really far-sighted and 
things about, you know, his determination to address climate change. And, you know, that is, and, and in the wake of Superstorm Sandy, you know, more and more Americans have woken up to the fact that this is a problem we can't, you know, hit the snooze button on any longer. And, you know, this is, this is the team to help the president advance that agenda. We can't waste a minute, and we're looking forward to smooth confirmation so we can start uh, moving forward. Adam Colton is the Director of Advocacy at the National Wildlife Federation. Mindy Luber is President of Ceres. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve.